So Alyssa, where are we? We are in the parking lot again. Um, different one this time though. Of a little uh, church building in a Louisville adjacent city again. <laughs> um, the suburbs of Louisville, I guess you could call it. Why are we here? We're here because this is yet another place where we did theater mm-hmm. and stood out in the parking lot and talked about it and complained about how things were going and had brilliant ideas while standing out here mm-hmm. after a rehearsal. Yeah, I think in this particular parking lot, just like lots of ideas, lots of intensity, lots of tears shed. Just like <laughs> it was a lot. Um, but I don't know. I feel really happy being here. Like it was a really sweet place to work, and everyone Definitely. that we worked with was really awesome and kind and like very cool. Yes. Oh, yes. Giving us a lot of leeway to make a lot of mistakes and mm-hmm. choices they didn't understand. Yeah. Um, when we were yes, very high emotion, <laughs> all the highs and all the lows. Big for drama. Sure. Um, the two of us at that time. But I do you remember we both also the first show that we did here, or I guess the only show that we did here. Yeah. We both went on an in- international esque vacation in the middle of it. We did. You went to Canada. Oh my gosh, that was the same. Wow, that was the same year. I went to Puerto Rico, which is not international. Yes. It's an American territory, but like definitely like a flight over the sea. Right. Oh wow, that was the same time, right? Yeah. Weird. So just in this like high drama time where we were making something kind of on our own for the first time, we were both also like, "Bye, we have to go." Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, well, we needed the break, I think. Like, literally yeah. get as far away as humanly possible from mm-hmm. stress. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, I think, I think also us taking them, like, I think you went first and then I went the next week or vice versa, I don't remember. Right. But I think us also, like, a break from what we were doing, a little bit of a break from each other. True. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were talking at that point, like, constantly. Yeah. Um, like... Constant text, constant yeah. email. But not just like chill every day, how are you? No, it's so <laughs> intense. <laughs> and part of that intensity, I mean, it could happen to anyone of just like making something kind of on your own for the first time. Yeah. There's just like a lot of things that you haven't thought of before mm-hmm. that all of a sudden it's 2.30 a.m. on a Tuesday morning and you're like, hey, we have to do this. Oh, no. And because I've thought of it, we have to do it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Or it'll get forgotten and everything will be terrible. Mm -hmm. Yes. Lots of pressure. (laughs) For sure. I think a little bit of a breather from everything we felt like we had to do right that second, as well as just like, hey, maybe we don't have to talk 24-7 about this issue, about this show, was for the best. Yes. And get some exposure to something different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So huge shout out to our parents for um, financing our financing our vacation <laughs> and taking us with them to places um, that at the time we had no idea how much we would need to go. Did you see any art while you were in your, your vacation? I did not see any live performances um, except for like uh, singers and like bars and stuff. But 
Um, we spent a lot of time in like art districts and I saw a lot of like handcrafted jewelry and like yeah. art prints. I I think I brought you back like a handbag that I watched the guy make yeah. with the elephants on it. So yeah, like I saw a lot of different kinds of art and you went specifically for art. Yeah, for the yeah, it uh I saw my favorite show I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Strictly Ballroom. The only performance I may ever get to see of it. <laughs> this <laughs> continues forever. It was supposed oh to my gosh. come to America. I know. It was at its, its first U.S. performance scheduled. And I believe they did get some performances in before everything got closed. But, yeah, that's not happening now. <laughs> but I know. I was so excited. It finally was coming to the U.S. Yeah. They did it in Australia and then in... England and then in Canada and I was like oh it's getting closer and closer maybe it'll come here it's really really good and I feel like it's go watch the movie it's real weird the movie is really weird <laughs> um and I also feel like it's probably do you I'm sure you do was it movie then oh, musical yeah. or vice movie, versa movie first which okay. doesn't happen as often I don't it think but it was like a Baz Luhrmann movie mm-hmm it was the first, I believe, of the Red Curtain Trilogy. Really? Which was Strictly Ballroom, Moulin Rouge, mm -hmm. and Romeo plus Juliet, is I guess it, how it, you say it that? It is a plus sign. Yes. Which, that Romeo and Juliet, I have an affinity for it. I know. I know it's not the best, but I really like it. And I love Moulin Rouge, yeah. which I had not seen Strictly Ballroom until you made me. <laughs> also really good, very much so in that style <laughs> of like bizarre camera cuts and like kind of sweaty yes um yes. it's all very shiny yeah very shiny <laughs> that's a good word better word than sweaty <laughs> no it's a great movie i don't know anything about the staged version so i was hoping it would make its way towards the east coast eventually yeah maybe it'll eventually happen but um not anytime soon probably which well, I wasn't going to make it to Utah anyway. It's too far. <laughs> too far to go for a two-hour show. I think the wild thing to me about um, that theater venue in Utah is, like, it has very, um, like, conservative shows, and, like, most of their season is very, like, traditional. Maybe yeah. is a better word than conservative. And then every once in a while, they hit you with the weirdest thing. And they're like, oh, you thought you had us figured out? We're the first theater in the U.S. to do Strictly Ballroom. Yeah. And you're like, what? I know, when the rest of the season is like Adam's Family and Mary Poppins and all the stuff that you can see somewhere else. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wild to me. Um, but more power to them. I think that's cool. Absolutely. And they're... Their space is just incredible. So Their there's space that. Is beautiful. <laughs> I was oh. very envious of that space. Um, I guess we can probably because we're never going to go there. Probably the Hale Hale Center Hale Theater. Center, yeah. Oh man. Um, so good. But if you guys want to have us come, if please, we, I just want to sit and watch like all of the backstage stuff. Mm -hmm. I oh. Yeah, we probably amazing. Trying to call those shows must be must a be literal nightmare. Wild. <laughs> but they're so beautiful. I mean, it's like in the round. Yeah. And but it's like a beautiful in the round space, and it. I don't know. I think they're doing like really interesting things. But just to circle it back, 
we worked at this venue um, one time in the summer of 2017. So rounding up on three years now. Yeah. Which is crazy. And uh, had a really interesting time that I think we kind of want to talk about. Um, we talked a little bit about earlier on in these episodes. I don't know which one it'll be now, but how we kind of started our company and what the ideas of the shows were going to be. Um, but the first one was here. And so I we had we had hunted all across Louisville for a place to put the show on. Literally for two people with like moderate social anxiety who are also just of the millennial generation where we do not call people like can I do it on the internet I don't want to pick up a phone and yep. like, talk to a human person calling cold calling venues and being and like cold emailing which is almost as bad almost as bad <laughs> just being like hi we're 23 can we do something? <laughs> can we go full run of your your space for like a couple weeks please um I promise we will be polite mm-hmm. we might make you food like, yeah um yeah it's really difficult and I think I don't know um I hear and I say this to my students all the time like if if you're having trouble playing the parts that you want or you're not seeing yourself represented um on stage write it or produce it yourself um, but like how and how much does that cost a person? Yeah. And like, where do you start? Um, those are all questions that I don't know that either one of us would be like able to answer right this second, but we can kind of spend today talking about what we did. Yeah. If it helps you at all. This is one, per- one process that mm-hmm. worked <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> Now, I do recommend taking a vacation in the middle of it because Absolutely. you're going to be losing your mind. Yes. At minimum, stay home one day and don't look at anything yeah. related to your show. Yeah. I think that you're going to wind up, as far as uh, budget is concerned, you either have to budget a whole lot of time or budget a whole lot of money. Those are, like, you can make up for no money with time mm. or you can make up for no time with money. <laughs> It took an insane amount of time, and I wish, I mean, I don't know, I didn't, like, keep a diary or anything, or, or even, you're more of a planner person than me, so if you busted one out, maybe you would be I able to give could. an exact time frame, but I think, like, we have the idea in, let's say, February? Yeah. Does that feel about right? Yeah, that's probably safe, but... And then the show happened at the end of June? Yes. Um... And I would say we looked for a venue for three months. Does that sound fair to you? We probably started looking, yeah, at, yeah. at the Somewhere in March. when we had the concept, but mm-hmm. a lot of that was a lot of Googling and literally driving around, like yes. looking for a place. Shannon I have some I... bookmarks still in my phone, like this location is when we're gonna drive by. Shin and I used to, on our days off, if we weren't working or whatever, we would meet up with each other in a parking lot get in one of our cars I usually drove and Shannon usually navigated that felt right yeah um and we would just drive around buildings to see a, like from 
the west end to the suburbs <laughs> um, just to see like what does this place look like is there parking if we send them an email like maybe we can say something about the building that we like and try to like get our way in right um truly wild we have done that three times now yeah for venues it is a ton of time like we put a ton of time and effort into it there's probably some work smarter not harder things that we could have done undoubtedly um at the time but I will say I've been truly like surprised at how many people even if we didn't end up using their space or able to do things with them how many people were like willing to talk to us willing to hear us out willing to like look at their calendars and see if they had the availability um or just like not ghosted us I yeah guess. no a lot of people that were just very kind like yeah, we did super kind i think there was only what one person who wound up being really uncool mm-hmm. and that besides that everyone was just really if not super responsive they were at least like yeah we can't do that I hope you figure something out. Like, it was most very, very, very chill. (laughs) Very chill, very kind people. Um, Yeah, and then even even for the people who did end up letting us use their space, the willingness to, you have this building that is, like, yours and you're responsible for to let two 23-year-old women with a gaggle of performers who yeah. are kind of loud and very widely in age and and just be like okay like we trust you yeah um you know these are the rules is crazy to me i mean gave us keys we didn't deserve Did, yeah. i mean all kinds of just like for sure this is we're, we're giving you this responsibility mm-hmm. um but yeah the amount of trust was pretty amazing yeah and I think I think it's cliche or whatever but as far as like finding the place to do your thing whatever it may be the worst that ever happened to us is people ghosted us or were like a little bit rude about it yeah I don't remember them like no I I couldn't sit here and say like well this venue with this person was like super rude Um, it happened and like we were maybe a little bit frustrated or whatever but then the next day we had like 10 more places to call yeah and that's what we did and it wasn't a huge deal so I I don't know I guess I would say like if you're not sure where you can do the thing um, ask you know start in the network of people that you know and see if they have any suggestions. My mom constantly was like, have you thought about here? Have you thought about there? Yeah. Um, and like, I'll ask this person, I'll ask that person. Your parents had a ton of connections to people who like knew a person who knew a person who might be willing to maybe listen to us. Right. Like, ask around and see what happens because truly like, we could have done it you know, like, under the cover of darkness in a park and, like, not gotten a permit or whatever. Like, that's an option for you, I suppose. But, um, you know, I think there are people who 
are willing to, you know, hear you out, which is awesome. And your circle is bigger than you think it is. Mm -hmm. Like, once you start going to, like, oh, yeah, this friend knows this person, they know more people. And people who see your uh, passion for a project are definitely more interested in helping you mm -hmm. um, if, if you care about it and you can make someone care about it that is a special skill yeah oh yeah and I think you you'll you'll just be surprised about like how many people did theater in high school and like remember that time fondly <laughs> and want to be like oh yeah sure I'll relive that a little bit um but you said something interesting which is like have passion about it and be able to communicate that and make other people feel it and I think that that's one thing that in some ways got us into a little bit of trouble, but we realized we had this plan for a show that we wanted to do. I was really sick of, which I've said before, big sets that turn <laughs> and like overproduced light specials and just like all the stuff that typically goes into making a project, which I'm not saying that to say that you don't need them. I think they can be integral to storytelling I think that they're innovative and help world building and all of those lovely things and are artistic mediums in and of themselves. I just wanted to see something that like, what does it look like if you take all that away? Mm -hmm. And no one was doing that at the time that I was seeing. And Shannon had forever wanted to do these like vignettes or like one acts or things that also weren't overproduced in the sense of we're all going to come here and sit for two hours and have a 15 minute intermission and like yeah the typical theater evening so those are two ideas that go pretty well together because you can't make a giant set that works for 12 scenes um and is super detailed and specific to all 12 yeah. i guess you could but like why so we had this idea but saying that to people really wasn't enough like it's wordy. Yes. Um, if you're not really an arts person and they, like you're like okay and <laughs> yeah, our elevator pitch was difficult. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I think that we really had to sit down and say like okay this means something and it matters to us. How do we leverage that into meaning and mattering to the people that we need not only to let us host a, an event at their venue but also like come be in our show come sit down in the audience and watch our show hopefully yeah. like to the people that we needed to actually produce it how did we make that matter i think it helped that because we had no money and we were asking so much that we just uh tried to make money as small a problem as possible mm -hmm. um which led to us just turning it into a benefit event um probably because we did care about the program that we were trying to support but um also because it just got rid of a lot of issues with any kind of money transactions mm -hmm. <laughs> um and that that gave us a weird we're putting this on as a benefit performance would you like to be a part of it as a first experience that helped a lot because oh, yeah. that meant that we had a reason to encourage people to do it hey this benefits this group um and i had like a, a little tinge of experience in that arena of of making that pitch so that was a much easier pitch for me to make 
been like oh my gosh like we just like really love theater and like you know how you go and there's just like lots of lights and <laughs> sounds and stuff and like and it's one show well we want to do like several shows with like none of that stuff and people are looking at you like uh okay <laughs> right uh sounds not great um I think for artists we had a little bit less of a problem getting the people um getting the right people sometimes is hard but yes. um, getting people at all was not difficult because there's so many people that want to do the kind of show that you want to do you just have to find them yeah I think I think you'll be surprised in like finding the community of people who are willing to be like sure yeah I would love to do that we had um friends that we had met through theater in the show who like made all those cupcakes and pies and stuff that we ended up using in the show like it brings stuff together for you yeah and everybody that you bring into the production has different skills that you may or may not but may need um, and use use them let let them use their skills Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah we narrowed down the elevator pitch to say like we're gonna do um you know this evening of one acts we're writing a lot of them we're sourcing some of them from friends so we're not paying to have the rights to them um we are gonna do it on on a pay what you can basis for the friends and family of the people in the show and whoever else wants to come and then we're gonna give all of the money away um that's a pitch that like a lot more people can get behind there's other ways to do it and I think we talked about them before like you can set a ticket price and do a box office split with the venue if you want to say like we don't know how many people are going to come um because it's our first time and we, we don't know right uh but we have this many people in the cast and if you average like two people per cast member per performance we think we'll have at least this many people come and we'll give you a third or half or three-fourths or whatever you're comfortable with of however much money we make. That's way one way to do it without fronting the money, which can be difficult and scary. Yeah. I mean, you can always front the money and hope that you make it back, which, like, is what most theater venues That's do. That's kind of what we had to do with one of ours. Um, yes. Which we did, barely. But it, you Just know, barely squeaked it, it by. Um, so yeah, we've done it in a couple of different ways, and I think we weren't trying to make money. That was never in the in the conversation around like what do we want to do and how do we want to do it. It was very much like about the art, about the people that we wanted to work with, about kind of making something a little bit independently. And I think money was like this weird. Thing that we sort of had to deal with if someone wouldn't let us use their space for free. Right. That's the, the last choice. Um, as much as we could, we just wanted to take that out of the equation. Mm-hmm. It just adds so many weird layers to everything mm-hmm. when you have to deal with the money part. Um, it's a lot more responsibility, honestly, that we had, we had plenty of responsibility. We didn't need that, Truly. too. And every show thereafter that we made money in, we just put it toward buying and sourcing things for the next show and I think we still have $300 in a savings account that I just like left there (laughs) Um, hilarious because I was like well maybe one day we'll want something (laughs) 
but it was never like, okay, Shannon, here's your payout, and here's Alyssa's payout. Like, that was just, like, not something we were trying to do, even when we made a little bit of money. It was not meant to make money. That's, if you want to make money, this is a stupid way to do it. Yeah, then get into tech. Do, yes. do technical theater. Truly. Um, I vividly remember naming our production on St. Patrick or our our company on St. Patrick's Day. Do you really? remember that? No, mm-hmm. I don't remember being St. Patrick's Day. We well, we had been um, at auditions for another show. We were yeah. like helping facilitate that and we were annoyed with it we left um not like early we weren't like ducking out of our job (laughs) like we left it was over after that after that we left and we went to a bar in louisville like a restaurant bar in louisville on saint patrick's day and that was a delight. It was super loud. <laughs> yes, it was super loud. Do you remember we had a notebook and we were like passing it back and forth? We were at the GOAT. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. We were like screaming at each other in a bar. I think they had like a live band or a music yes. or really yes. great live music. Um, yeah. And it was so loud. Yeah. We didn't even really have a name for the company until we realized like, oh, we have to talk to people. Yeah. And we can't just be like, <laughs> we like kind of know each other from like. Right. Like we, we two strangers would like to use your building to put on a show that you won't understand. Yeah, we had to like have something. And then I think one of the people that we had reached out to was like, do you have a specific email address that we can contact or like a Facebook group that we can look at or something? They wanted like some sort of proof that we weren't like scam artists, I guess. Right. And we were sitting in a Starbucks. I, I, it might be that one, probably just up the road. And like, we were like, "Oh, I guess we should make one, yeah, or something." Like we I had guess no we're getting idea. serious about this. <laughs> like we had no idea what we wanted to name it or anything. I don't remember any of the other ideas, but I know we had talked about it for a while. And oh, then sure again somewhere in a notebook. Uh, same. That notebook was we were the passing. Only, it was the only good idea, though. I know <laughs> that for sure. <laughs> really? So, with this show, and with, like, just having to kind of tackle problems as they came to us, um, I'm just trying to remember some of the things that happened. Like, definitely the idea that we had to figure out some legitimacies around what we were doing as opposed to just be like we're Shannon and Alyssa yeah. um led to us kind of like we set up some social media accounts so it looked more legit we made a theater uh gmail account so that looked mm-hmm. more legit um and then we had to like literally name it which the only thing that I can remember for sure us talking about is uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. And that yeah. scene where they're flipping the coin of being like one of the things that we wanted to use as inspo. So oh. for a while we talked about heads again. Oh, Do you remember that? Barely. Wow. But yeah, we like were at a bar, weren't we? We were. But it's like <laughs> such a niche reference. Yes. But I feel like we were like, no one's going to get that. I love that show so much. It's so good. 
Yeah, no, that, that would have been very confusing. Yeah. But it's, it's this play that we both really like based off of two secondary Hamlet characters. Tertiary. Truly. <laughs> and they're walking down the road and flipping this coin and having this, like, bizarre conversation sort of about the coin, sort of about their lives, sort of about nothing. Yeah. And, like, every time they flip it, it comes up heads. And they keep kind of saying heads again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> talking about the impossibility of it. Like, yeah. that's not possible that it keeps happening this way. Yeah, and, like, there's um, a little bit of an uncertainty to a coin toss. Like, it's sort of like, well, we can't decide what to do, so we're going to toss this coin. But then the impossible thing keeps happening. Which, mathematically, you just see, like, a little bit of a nerd about it. It's not impossible at all. Every time you flip a coin, it has a 50-50 chance. Yep. It's not that the chances change each time based <laughs> on how many times you've gotten heads. It's, it's incredibly unlikely. <laughs> it's unlikely, but it's not mathematically statistically. or statistically right. improbable. It's fine. what they say. Yeah. <laughs> but I think we felt really uncertain about what we were doing. I think we had felt that way just as, like, people who kind of stumbled into a career doing this. We were still in college. Yeah. Like, is this a really, really dumb idea? Yeah. And And we can't get anyone to, like, tell us whether it's a really, really dumb idea. Just, yeah, we'll support you if you want to do that. No, that's not what I need. That's not what I need. I need you to tell me if this is a stupid idea. (laughs) You're dumb. This is dumb. Um, Yeah. But I think that's how we were viewing ourselves a lot. Of, like, we don't know what we're doing. Um, but I think, I think that's a mentality that I have about myself all the time. Where I'm just like, I don't know. Teach this class. Okay, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but the truth is, like, we just didn't have the confidence in it. Yeah, a lot of the rando skills we'd already kind of acquired and could figure out how to implement. Yeah. Definitely like a jack-of-all-trades feeling to the both of us of like, well, like, Shannon can sew a little bit, and I can do a little bit of sound and light design, and like, you're probably better at like, painting something than I am, but I can always like, figure out a way that I can jerry-rig it to like, make it work. Yep. So like, we definitely had been like, filling in the gaps a lot of just like poor theater that we had been doing where people don't have enough money to hire simple simple theater yeah people don't have enough money to hire all the people that they need so you just kind of start to yeah figure stuff out put some duct tape on things to see if it'll stand up and like I don't know when I wanted a 12 foot Christmas tree because I was doing the musical Elf, like, no one has that. I don't know where to source it. We don't have enough money to buy it. I can't put a real tree up because it's a fire hazard. You have this thing you want to do. It's like, you can't do it this way. You can't do it that way. You can't. Problem after problem. And then it's just like, all right, well, uh, I'm going to call Home Depot and be like, hi, uh, will you give me a Christmas tree? It's for kids. (laughs) Yep. And they said yes. So, (laughs) I don't know, like, 
you just kind of have to like constantly pivot which is what we ended up doing here i mean we lost cast members which caused pivoting we didn't know what kind of space we were going to get which means we had to be really broad in our terms of things this space has zero backstage yep like it's all out in the open are we going to build one are yeah. we going to get curtains to put up like what's our move going to be where will the actors go can we put them all in this closet for an hour there are probably pros and cons to doing it with a partner right yeah so i don't know that we've ever gotten to like a fight fight i think we've been irritated with each other and yeah. walked away <laughs> and maybe Not come back both. <laughs> come back and said like that thing you did irritated me Typically, there's an apology and a move on, but I think, like, we've definitely had a difference of opinion. Mm. So I sort of think, I don't know, we're both, like, pretty good about defining clear roles for each other as we moved yeah. into those projects. I think um, in in starting a, any small business, uh, defining roles is very, very important, mm-hmm. but um, especially if it's something that is subjective, like art. Um, the biggest thing that helped us with that was not trying to co-direct. Mm-hmm. Um, that, Which I don't believe in. <laughs> right. That we are going to have two different visions. Mm-hmm. So, okay, on this one, on these three scenes, mm-hmm. <laughs> since we weren't really doing full shows, on these three sections of the show, I defer to you. On these three sections of the show, you defer to me. And that that's the way that it works. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you're going to have good ideas on the ones that are, quote, mine. And I'm going to have good ideas on the ones that are, quote, yours. But those are secondary. Yeah. Like, and I think also learning to wait for the other person to ask your opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I, as a joke, like to say all the time, I have a million questions. <laughs> because, one, I had a student write it in a monologue. And it was the funniest thing I had ever read at the time. <laughs> but then, two, like... When I'm watching Shannon direct a scene, I'm not in her head, so there's definitely moments where I'm like, why is she doing that? That's not going to work. Or like, I can't believe she cast this person. Like, I would not have cast them. Or whatever I'm thinking that's like, also, you know, how are they going to exit from here? Or like, why are we bringing everyone in from the same side of the stage? Or whatever the little, like, huh thing is. I am positive because I do and say weird stuff all the time that Shannon has sat on the parts that I'm directing and been like, why is she doing that? (laughs) So I think for me especially because my mind kind of like does that racy thing of just like, here's every problem I can foresee with the way that this is going on, which is sort of like partially because I came up as a stage manager so, like, that was what I was doing for money a lot during this time. That's your job, like, to... See the problem before the director does every single <laughs> problem that could possibly go wrong and have a list of solutions because the first one that you like the best is never the one the director likes. So, I think for me, it was very much like... I knew I trusted you as an artist because I had seen the finished products of things that I wasn't in the room for, and it always made sense, and it was always cute, and it was always, you work with kids, and that's not right, yeah, no, I pedantic. Not, yep. <laughs> it was always adorable. It was always so fun. They were having a great time. You could hear them, which is a huge feat. 
So like, I knew I could trust you. And I think it it's more if you have that urge to like butt in or like say stuff, it's more about trusting the process than it is about trusting the other person. Getting into something with someone who I trusted, that's great. Like, I know Shannon's not going to, like, screw this up. So, I think it was more about my own fears of, like, what if it gets screwed up? What if we screw it up? What if, like, we're being too lofty in the goal? That comes out as, like, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Which is super annoying when you're trying to do Be something. Be creative. Yes. <laughs> For sure. No, the, the anxiety could definitely eat the creativity if you let it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the fear about what it's going to look like in general will, like, make you nitpick mm-hmm. in specific stuff in the moment. Whereas, like, if you let it be sometimes, stuff's got to simmer. Yeah. The have seen actors that, like, good. you just got to let it simmer and then it'll it'll happen. Yeah. For sure. And, yeah, there there's just a sense of, like take that step back and sometimes I like to when my anxiety is like hi idiot have you considered all of these things (laughs) like okay take the worst one right and like play that out to the end you know like what is the worst thing that could happen people hate the show no one comes to see it like you get locked out of the building. You get lo- that happened to us. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> um, yeah, like take those things out to the eventual end. We got locked out of a building. You have to pivot, and like no one uh, was worse for wear, really, and definitely like as much as that was like hugely obnoxious. It's not anything that we talk about first when we talk about that production so yeah I just think it's scary to be on your own but there's a reason that we wanted to do it and I think that that's because when you are making art for other people even if your name is on it and you're the actor, you're the director, you're whatever, there are still boundaries that exist that don't belong to you. And there's still a sense of shared artistic vision as opposed to something that's unified. And like, we wanted to see, I think, one, it's sort of a test, like, can we do this? And then two, it's like, well, if we get to do what we want, what does that look like? And what stories do we feel like it's important to tell? Um, and like all great artists before us, you're like, oh, it's my story. <laughs> yeah, I have to talk about me. Which is how we wrote our own pieces for it. Yeah. Um, which was a wild to me that at that time, in just like the height of drama, we were like, you know, also we should do 
sit down and write really emotional, <laughs> yeah. a really emotional piece together about our growing up, um, for no good reason other than like we wanted to see our moms cry. I guess True. a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't encourage that as a first try. I mean, look, if you have something written or something that you want to write, go for it. I think we felt like we wanted to write it not because we felt really strongly about the material, but because we wanted something that we had written in the show. Mm-hmm. Probably yeah. not the best motivation. No. And then and we had specific people we wanted to use and mm-hmm. like see it, but we didn't have it written. <laughs> right. And that's the other thing, like, on top of everything else that was going on, we were like yeah, it'll be fine. We'll write like a 20 minute, real fast, yeah, no big deal. No problem. No issue. And I think that for better or for worse, you and I are very um, unfeeling, let's say, when it comes to critiquing each other's writing. Yeah. Which like, in teaching children playwriting, I have realized that maybe we are weird because there's so <laughs> much sensitivity about it. Like, you feel like you've birthed it. You feel like it's very much yours. You put all this love, sweat, and tears into it. And then someone's like, this doesn't make sense. Um, but I think that it's probably because we're good at what the other person is not as good at. That is helpful to us to be able to say, like, Shannon's much better at, like, linear thinking and, like, do have we gotten from point A to point B? Right. Does the story make sense, Alyssa? Is there a plot, Alyssa? <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah, and you're going to work your way through it and it'll be prettier. Even if we don't get to the story. You'll you get to the story, but you're going to take a more... I sometimes a take a route. more scenic route. Yeah, which uh, mine always sounds too concise and yours sounds... A little a bit... Flowery. Yeah. Which is positive. Some run-on sentences. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> lots of run-on sentences. <laughs> And I just have, like, a big thing about transitions. So I really like to, like, do some work in that of, like, how do we, how do we make it interesting to do that? And Shannon is much better at being like, okay, but how do we make it realistic to do that? And what do normal humans do when they're doing things? Um, But I think you and I have always kind of been, like, able to say, I really like this. Can we make it work? And also, you know, I get what you were going for, it doesn't work. Yeah. Which yeah. is hard. Yes. Yes. But being able to just say, this is what you want, okay, how? Not, mm-hmm. this is what you want, why? <laughs> That's so <laughs> It's <cool>. very important. <laughs> yeah, like, if the thing that you want to create is something that you've been sitting on, like a piece that you want to write, editing is writing. And I think so many times we sit down and we have all these great ideas. Not every idea that you put on the page should stay on the page. And getting someone on your team who's able to tell you what shouldn't stay um, nicely. Or say like, okay, I, I see what you were going for. Let's trying to make it work because it doesn't right now I think when we're saying like maybe you've always wanted to make something on your own 
that doesn't mean you get to make whatever you want carte blanche like you have to be your own editor we've seen shows where people didn't edit themselves um said to that person then then you've sort of missed the mark then that's not it's not a problem of them not getting it yeah that's a problem of it not being said the way that you thought it was yeah and i i always have a problem with people who are like people don't like the piece that they wrote or the thing that they produced and it's like well they didn't get it okay but did you tell them maybe you didn't tell them right (laughs) um Look, I think art is subjective. We've said that. There's going to be people who get it more than others. There are going to be people who take things away from it more than others. But I think the best art is when you have kind of this message that you're bringing and everyone can view it and it hits them a little bit differently. So even trying to be like too, too, too narrow and specific and I want every single person to take away the same exact thing... That's not going to happen. So you have to edit yourself. You have to be willing to, as artists like to say, kill the baby. Like, you have to be willing to have made something that is beautiful and amazing and you love it still and cut it out of the piece because it doesn't work anymore. I think for us, we sort of settled on a theme because it had been a theme in our lives at the time and then even in doing the show the theme was amplified um so the title of the show was lost things which was the title of our first podcast episode as well um and every piece we just tried to make sure it fit that theme somehow and when you hear it it feels very sad like all these things that you lost but I think even in this editing conversation like sometimes you lose things because you have to and it makes you better a broader theme that I don't know I could have articulated at the time like a lot of the things that we lost in this time made us better people (laughs) better artists um but each individual piece, some of them were sad, but like some of them were deeply funny and very bizarre. Yes. So like communicating this feeling of like, I guess you could also call it like change of it's that young adolescent adulthood, like I'm going through some stuff. My world is not what I thought it was. I'm losing parts of who I was, parts of who I am, people around me, things I thought I'd have, 
Um, and also my ability to communicate all of those ideas, which can lead to some humor. Yes. Miscommunication. Always funny. Yes. I mean, that's every sitcom you've ever watched. It's just some sort of miscommunication uh, that devolves until everyone comes together at the chirpy happy ending. Yes. Oh, that's what you meant. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and some Shakespeare. Yeah, true. Every Shakespeare. <laughs> All the comedies, at least. <laughs> that's why no one... I don't buy a single person setting Shakespeare in the modern day because, like, 99.9% of Shakespeare problems can be resolved with a simple, hey, you good? Text message. <laughs> yes. Yes. And if that person responds, what? They're alive? Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Twelfth night? Over. Wouldn't have worked now. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. I don't know. Oh, that's true. Or I guess it's dead the whole time. And I mean, we all know that one guy who like never has a charger. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> like my phone. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I, I live in the moment. Uh, what a dude. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So I think I don't know. We've talked a lot, but if we can sum this down into, like, maybe um, our nugget of wisdom or, like, a little bit of advice from people who weren't wise when we were doing it. We were very overwhelmed, and a lot of it felt surreal, but just basically knowing then we could add another version of ourselves to our weird mm. scene that we wrote. Um, it's... it's Yeah, I think, I think that's a really good sentiment. I think just to, like, take that one step further. I don't know, when you're young and you're in a industry or, or business that, like, everyone around you is, is older and you feel like they're not listening to you and your ideas, it can definitely feel like you're this lone voice. Uh, that doesn't really matter and I think you know we can talk about all the ways that that happens to young girls especially but I think that um, to Shannon's point like there's a feeling when you finally get the chance to, to prove your point and like have a proof of concept that you have to be in control of everything that happens because it comes down on you 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 can't delegate because what if the people don't see your vision and you've been screaming that this will work for so long that if it gets messed up like you can't come back from that 
And I definitely think that that's, we were definitely in a sense of like, we have to prove a point. We have to prove that the things that we've been saying about, about art are true. Um, so I think that is you taking the first steps to becoming like the people who aren't listening to you. Like those people aren't listening to you, not because they think you're dumb. I mean, maybe some of them do, and maybe you are dumb sometimes and letting outside voices in is scary. And it means that you have to really examine yourself and edit and, and be willing to let it fail a little bit, even if it's not your fault. So to Shannon's point, like building a community of people that you trust and, and are willing to hand things off to and breaking down some of your own walls of being in control, being the decider, um, and letting those people in to help you is so important so that you can do what you're setting out to do, which is to let voices that haven't been heard be heard. That's the plan. You can't immediately start silencing anyone who has a suggestion because you have to make sure that you're letting voices be heard the right way. It's a little bit of a secular thinking that we all fall into that trap. And I think, you know, I, I was definitely guilty of being like, we have to stick to a narrow vision and I don't want to hear your thoughts. Are you Shannon? I don't care what you think if you're not. <laughs> like, that's kind of how I was feeling for a while. And I still sometimes hold on to stuff really tightly. So, yeah, I think just remember why you wanted to share the art in the first place and make sure that you're working with students um, has just like made me always think about how am I making sure that I'm not covering the path that I forge out behind me as I go um, and making it harder to see because it was so hard for me to find. Like, they should have to find it themselves. Yeah, which is like not how I want to be. Um, and so sometimes I just mean circling back and dusting it off. <laughs> Look, here it is. My bad. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I think if we, this whole thing has sort of been a notes section. Um, but maybe we can do a good and a, and a not so good of what was your favorite thing about maybe the finalness of this performance. And what did you not like so much? What I liked the least was sitting in the back and watching. <laughs> I'm gonna be just straight up. I that love was that. Awful because I was so stressed the whole time. Okay. That was terrifying. Um, because we could see the whole audience and we could see the stage and it was bad. Yeah. Um, I wish we'd been in the front row just watching it. Would have been a lot better. Um, being able to see the audience was awful. How else am I gonna do the lights if not from the back? No, I don't. <laughs>
basements and in backyards and at at least the other location. Yeah. Um, and it was ridiculous. And they just kept doing it. And mm -hmm. the schedule changed, they figured it out. And when they were coming straight from work, they did that. And when the cast changed, they did that. And there was a backstage to be dealt with, and when there were props to be moved, they did it, and they did not have any kind of play, any kind of backstage, any kind of reasonable set accommodation. And they <laughs> just did it! And, and just kept changing with us, and being okay with it. Mm -hmm. Even the ones who really, like us, like to hold, like, take a thing, and this is what I'm doing, and I'm gonna hold on to that. It's, okay, let it go. And yeah. the ones who are usually have a harder time being chill, we're very chill. Um, so that was, yeah, just a testament to all of their abilities to be go with the flow with us. <laughs> just kind of keep trying stuff. Yeah. That's really great. It's funny, I love to stand in the back. I feel like part of me watching something that I directed is watching the audience. <laughs> Um, so you would have been better if it hadn't been a lot of people that we knew. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It was a lot easier when it was like a bunch of students that I knew and then their families that I barely knew right. and then a bunch of strangers. That's that fair. Great. Um, you'll just never catch me in the front row of anything I directed. Like, look for me in the most obscure seat underneath something kind of I'm hidden. Backstage during it, so. mm. Yeah, I, I can't do that. That's scary <laughs> to me. Um, yeah, so for me, I would say my least favorite thing, um, which this is petty, but I made like, what would you even call those? Um, souvenirs for luggage the show. Tags. I made luggage tags because lost things. Um, for everyone who came to see the show, every member of our cast and crew. And I handmade all of them. It took forever. <laughs> they were so pretty. I know. They were really cute. My mom still has like five. Um, but yeah, I was like this, again, one of those things that like at 2.30, I was like, do you know what we should do? <laughs> and Shannon was like, uh, okay. And I didn't have any of the supplies to do that. I hand stamped each individual letter on, it was stupid. Um... <laughs> had better things to worry about. Um, I think your sister actually helped me in the final push to get them done because I was running out of time. So those for sure, um, that was just like, oh my gosh. But I Don't think- Don't try and do arts and crafts when you're trying to put on a show. Truly. Unless you have to. And unless you're good at them, I'm not arts and crafty. Like I'm not a good arts and crafts person. So I don't know what I was thinking. Um, but the best part, in addition to that adaptability, I would just say is, um, yeah, we were kind of testing a theory, and I would say, like, the audience reaction to me, people who have seen a bunch of things because their family is theater people, I mean, that was the majority of our audience, um who were just like really pleased with the production and really um, supportive of, of 
seeing something different and um yeah like bought in when they didn't have to when they definitely could have come and been like that was nice girls here's twenty dollars for your charity uh that was not the vibe at all the vibe was so much more like loving and supportive than that which was really cool um so yeah and i think also those cast members who knew what it was gonna be like uh after having done it with us once all of them were like do you want to do it again yeah which was super cool um so i think that like love and support feeling was great i also think we did just like funny stuff like do you remember we filmed promos for each of the yes. pieces yep why did we do that we didn't have to do that because it was funny it was really funny they really honestly i think the podcast they did <laughs> it was pretty wild. well we wrote all of the promos or we were basically like here's the idea right. improv say, your way through it <laughs> And they were so excited about it and wanted to do them for like all, what did we have, seven or nine pieces? Seven. And we were like, uh, we don't have ideas for the other ones. <laughs> I don't know what to write, so I'm really sorry I can't do that. Um, but yeah, that's one of my favorite things that we did. Um, all the shows that we've done together, like those silly, one of them was like a PSA. So yeah, I think... I think we got to have a lot of silly ideas and be a little bit, you know, off yeah. the wall. You only get to do your first production once. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, we just we're trying stuff. Yeah. And I think last week or whatever, whenever that episode goes out, <laughs> we made a call for people to write into us if they wanted to debate Jane Austen with us. Yes. So I think this week, we did not tell our first production story. Maybe one day we will of like actually what happened and, and all of that. Um, but my call out is that we have a wilder first production story than anyone else who's listening to this. So if you think that you if you think you can beat us, not really knowing what happened, write into us, or you can leave us a voicemail or text us. And if you think you have a crazy story, a crazier one than ours, which we will tell one day, I want to hear it. Please. Yes, please. I That would be a story worth hearing if it can beat ours. <laughs> if it can beat ours. I, I would love it. Yes, and it would maybe make us feel a little bit less uh, chaotic mm -hmm. if we hear your crazy stories, even if they don't come close to ours, it'll make us feel a little bit less alone in this world. <laughs> If you want to email us, you can do that at uncertaintheater at gmail.com, which is U-N-C-E-R-T-A-I-N-T-H-E-A-T-R-E. Text or call us at 502-627-0296. Please, any, any questions, comments, cries of pain? Because um, <laughs> we're all in pain with no theater. Mm -hmm. I'm with, with certain productions that I look forward to every summer that happen in certain parks in this town yes. being postponed <laughs> again. I'm kind of losing it. Mm -hmm. I have nothing to do with my Friday nights. I am struggling. If you are also struggling, please let us know. And we will all meet up in a park and just and talk. yell theater lines at each other. Yeah. Like and eventually, lines from, lines from the show that got canceled that you were excited about. 
We should do that. <laughs> Things you wanted to say, but now you can't. Um, um, yeah, but eventually we're going to run out of parking lots. So if you also have like a topic or a thing you want us to talk about or a specific show you want us to talk about, um, next week we might just be talking about weird things theaters are doing in quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Like this. Uh-huh. So, come back and listen to that. Uh, thanks for listening to us. We're going to leave this parking lot now. Yeah. Bye. Bye.